My name is Jermaine, and I'm, I'm a true alcoholic. Thank you, Jermaine. And if anybody is new, man, welcome. Tom, where's Tom? Thank you, Tom. That was dope, man, for real. Um, new people, welcome. Um, old people, welcome. Um, <laughs> man, if you're here trying to figure some stuff out, man, welcome. Right? Alcoholics Anonymous is, is great, right? And just to preface, when I speak about Alcoholics Anonymous, I mean the book, not the fellowship, even though that's great as well. But I was taught that we have a process outlined in the, in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, right? And if I keep coming to these rooms and keep loitering, right, I may never recover. If I keep hanging out, man, just trying to like, you know, find out what's going on, man, I may never, ever, ever have that experience that I actually need in order to get started in the 12-step process. I can go to a million meetings, right? I could be the best coffee person. And if I never work any of these steps, right, I may never recover. But there's hope. Because y'all taught me if I'll do what the book suggests, right, provided I get a sponsor, provided I get a sponsor who is properly armed with facts about his condition and has a working knowledge and also living experience for the 12 steps, then I too can recover. It is a promise in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's not a theory. When I got here, I didn't even know what that meant to be an alcoholic because my conception was so obscure, man. It was so off the mark. You know, I was young, man. I'm talking about like, like early high school, right? And me and my, my, my great friend, we would go to the, the corner liquor store and the guy who was out there asking for change, I thought was the alcoholic. And I believe that. So when I get here to the fellowship, I hear stuff like, oh, I'm an alcoholic. Oh, I'm an addict. Oh, you know, I'm in between. I don't know, right? And I'm like, I'm not like you people. Like, I can't be, right? Because I come in here thinking I'm God's favorite. Like, literally. I come in here believing I'm God's gift to women, right? I come in here with a, uh, with a lot of information, right? A lot of experience, right? But it, it look, it only worked until it stopped working. I landed myself into a treatment center at 18 months sober. How does that happen? Because my life is unmanageable, right? I think we, I think we missed the trueness of the first step, right? If, if I'm just powerless over just substances, right? If, if, if the liquor is only my problem, then we can pour all the alcohol into the ocean and life would be extremely well. But the book tells me there is a baffling feature of alcoholism. It is the utter inability to leave it alone, no matter how much I try. I always find alcohol. And I found out in the second half of that first step, my life is unmanageable, but I'm sober. Alcohol makes my life more unmanageable. But it took a sponsor. It took a lot of self-sacrifice. It took a lot of taking directions I did not want to take. It took a whole lot of praying, a lot of writing to understand what that first step really means to Jermaine. So if you're new, and if you're coming back thinking that I can just go to a million meetings and recover, maybe you can, but I couldn't, I couldn't. So what I had to look at was, am I an alcoholic? Why, and if that's true, what's my solution? I'm an alcoholic, so I like the effect produced. That's simple. When I got with a sponsor, I understood I needed the effect produced. I needed the effect produced. Because in the beginning, I can take a couple of sips of the cognac and put it down in the beginning. And I did it for a very long time. 
But something happened where I stepped into a region of books there. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't cross the visible line. I went into a region. There was a whole area of untreated alcoholism, right? And so what happened is I need the effect produced, right? Because I need to fit in. I need recognition, right? I, I need her in my life, right? And if I just get her, if I get the job, if I get what I'm seeking, if I attain these things, I'd be okay. But something happens because when I get her in my life one more time, she's not sufficient. I start questioning myself like, damn, she talks too much. Why does she talk so much? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just me? Is that just me, right? I'm like, why is she wearing that dress again? Why does she part her hair like that, right? I, 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 I beg and I pray to get the job, right? And then I'm young and I hear stuff like this. If you want a full-time job, Jermaine, you gotta be out there full-time looking for one. <laughs> it's some useful information. I can't pull it off. I'm incapable of pulling it off. And then when someone looks out for me and throw me a job in my favor, I get about two weeks through saying, and now I go to work, my boss says, hey, Jermaine, can you empty the trash can? And I resent my employer. I get an attitude. I mean, I walk off jobs. I don't know how you guys get down sober. I, I didn't walk off jobs, man. Because there's something going on inside of me that I cannot fully understand, comprehend, nor address. But I know there's something not okay with it. Well, because I come in here delusional, the book says. I blame everything outside of me as the problem. So I can't do life on life terms because I'm blocked from having experiences I need to have in order to grow and evolve. So what is my choice to be? Come to AA, where people are talking about having a powerful transformation in their lives, getting their affairs back in order, or sitting back there in death row, just hoping one day I can recover. I come from a space in AA where sponsors grabbed us. I did not choose my sponsor. He selected me. Facts. That was a blessing. I didn't understand it in, in, while it was happening, but in hindsight, that was a blessing, right? And so start this journey, man. And uh, again, I get into the, to the doctor's opinion. And he says, Jermaine, like, essentially, you drink because you like the effect produced. I'm like, okay. But there's something that's very unique in, 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 in Dr. Silky's opinion, right? Because he talks about the irritability, the restless, the discontent, right? See, it's not about me really going to the substances. It's I don't, I don't have a solution to the restlessness, the discontent, the irritability in my life. I have no solution for that. And then I go to a solution that is no longer working. Right? And what did he talk about also in the opinion? And if this be the case for you, Jermaine, he says, go do what Bill W. did. That's the opinion in a nutshell. Right? Then I get so far into the second step, and I'm like, all right, that's cool. I can tell you it's about God. Because it is. But also, I have to look at why do I need to be restored to sanity? See, that's important for me. So I'm a, I'm a guy that I need, I need all the answers. If you're telling me the sky is blue, you need to explain why that is to me so it can make sense to me, right? I'm a seeker, right? But in the second step, it's interesting, right? Because it's like, I make a lot of decisions based on self that are really insane while I'm sober. For example, I get into some trouble, right? I'm about 16, 16 some change, right? And I get into some trouble and I said, oh, I know how to do this, right? I said, I'm gonna go join, right, the service. It's gonna look good in court, right? So I can beat this case. And I did that. I went to my basic training, right? Or no, I went to uh, uh, for the uh, 
recruiter. We had like every weekend we'll meet up, we'll go march, we'll go chant, get this cadence going, right? And then they gave me some assignments, like learn like your first basic orders of service, right? Oh, that was simple, learned that. The phonetic alphabet, mastered that, right? Because I'm very competitive by nature. And that was easy. I even beat the case. It worked. And then what happened? It was time to ship, right? Right, Tom? It was time to ship off, right? And so I graduated high school, June of a particular year. I'm gonna keep that, you know, as an outside issue, right? And so what happened was, it was like, June was graduation. My deploy date was like late August, early September, right? And I don't know if you guys are too, you might be too young for this, but we used to have VCRs back in the day, like for real, right? <laughs> And you get a VHS and it'll be almost almost big as this right here, your VHS, right? And you have to like literally, like you have to like push it into the VCR, <laughs> sometimes press down on it, depending on how old your VCR was, and you press play, right? And so like I watched the video and I read the brochures, right? And all I had to do was just, you know what I'm saying, show up. Go to LA Maps and show up. I was coming in as an E3 enlist at 18. I was getting like mid-grade pay, right? 18, right? I had a great job as an accountant or something like that. Not to mention when I went to MEPS, that was a whole nother situation. I cut up in LA MEPS, right? Because they didn't want to give me the job I told them I, I, I was supposed to get. They called my recruiter, he called his boss, dude took a two-hour drive to come to MEPS. He went to bat for me, got me the job I was supposed to have received as an accountant, didn't even make it. Didn't make it. Didn't make it. When I say that, that man, man, I was in MEPS for like four, four or five hours. Man. It was a situation for real. And uh, I'm sharing that because the decision was this. It was like, go to the U.S. Army or stay back and party with my friends. It was go to the service as an E3 enlist, right? Build a career for myself or stay back and party and drink and do what we do. And it was like, yo, no, okay, look, Jermaine, you can go build a career for yourself. You can take care of your mom. You can buy your mom the home that she always wants. Be the provider, be that son, and you know you can be for your mom, or stay back and play with your friends. And the book, oh man, I love the big book. It says that there's always this curious mental phenomenon that I have a sane idea. It says it runs parallel with an insane idea. And the insane idea wins. <laughs> like for example right all I gotta do is do A, B, and C right I gotta, all I gotta do is show up my, my, my oldest brother got married right he had gotten married and I was the best man and all I had to do was show up I showed up late I was the best man manager so they had to kind of wait for me to get there to proceed with the, with the ceremony and I was insanely drunk and the crazy part about that, it first happened when I was sober. Are you catching that? It first happened when I was sober. So when I'm back to this first step, right? It says that we admitted we were powerless over alcohol. What does that mean? There is no option whether I drink or not. If you're under the condition that I'm under, which is alcoholism, if you're anything like Bill Wilson or any of the first early members, there is no option. You will drink. You will drink, especially when you're not trying to, right? That's my bitter experience. So then I work this second step and say, yeah, I come in here with the God idea. That's easy, I come here with a vision. I'm spiritual now. Thank you for sharing that, appreciate that. 
And um, I'm looking at like God. Okay, that's cool. I, I know God. I'm, I probably know God better than you. Shit. I probably got God's phone number right somewhere I'm in, in, in my phone, right? And sponsor is like, like, don't even trip. He said, put your God ideas on paper. What do you want God to be for you? What do you think God is? What do, what do you need God to be for you? And I'm sitting here like, I'm not even agnostic. I'm like, what y'all doing? This is, this is church. I don't need church. But I followed the directions. And I was sitting in the park in Long Beach right next to the ocean, literally. And I, I had a profound experience. And it wasn't given to me, right? It happened to me. And I'm writing, doing this assignment. And I'm like, well, damn, like, and I'm putting all this stuff on paper and I'm sitting here having a moment with this, like, maybe my God idea is not working for me, but I think it should be working. And that started to open me up to new ideas, right? Third step was dope, excuse me, it's just prayer. Excuse me, my sponsor is like, yeah, my first true sponsor. I say my first true sponsor because he actually works steps with me, right? No offense to anybody. He didn't tell me, call and check in every day. He gave me a prayer and we got into action. Prayer is dope. I love prayer, right? I'm, I'm the kid prior to getting here. I will go to pastor for, pastor, I need special prayer. He will take time out from me and set me aside and he will put his hands on me. And I believed in that man and it works. And I'm back at the ATM drawing. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm overdrawn my, my account after leaving church. So I need something that's more deeper than just prayer. I needed a relationship with the thing or with the object I'm praying to. And my first truth sponsor helped me with this. He helped me with this. Prayer gets me loaded. I don't know about anybody else, man. That's why it's the program of action. So I'm sitting with the sponsor. I'm like, okay, third step, that's cool. Prayer, I get it. And I'm in sober living. And I wake up and he says, listen, baby boy, all you got to do in the morning when you get up, do your third step prayer. And I'm like, sponsor, man, I got this. Don't trip. That's all I got to do is just pray. Step three. Yeah, that's it. And I was doing it for about three or four days. Clockwork. And then that, 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 that day after, I had, to, I had to use the restroom. So I'm in the bed like rocking, right? I'm like lying down rocking because I got to really go. So what do I do? Do I pray or do I go urinate? What do I do? <laughs> I told you the insane idea wins for me, man. And I had to go urinate. And when I walk in the bathroom, I see pee on the toilet seat, right? I'm actively in the work. I have a humble commitment, all that, right? I'm, I'm dang near DSR, dang near, right? <laughs> and so like, I'm like, oh, 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 hell no. And I make a whole ruckus in this sober living, man. Right? And something hit me. It's like, Jermaine, even under direction of your sponsor, you still lack power. Back to that first step. My life is really unmanageable based on what I think, what I believe, the fixed ideas I want to let go, my sex conduct, my resentment, my expectations, relationships, financial insecurity, fear. The book says it's an it's a, it's a evil crawling thread. It says that my entire existence is shot through it. I'm driven by fear, man. And the book says what? A hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-pity. That is a hundred fears of each of what's mentioned in the big book. It, it, it drives me, man. And I see all this stuff in the, in the inventory. It wasn't like, oh, fear, like uh, Montezuma's revenge. Like, no. It was like fear of drowning. 
fear of success, fear of failure, fear of, uh, of failing in a committed relationship, fear of my mom dying, fear of harm being done to my children. I have to, like, I have to get down to the causes and conditions in the fourth step. And it only confirmed why step one is so important for me. They said, you got to do the first step. It's the only one perfectly. I don't know, but I better have a thorough first step condition. And I better have a thorough first step solution. So when I put pen to paper, what happens is my life gets put into the black ink. And I get to see that I am dominated by so much. I get to see what is blocking me from this idea of God I'm creating in, in my experience. I am my biggest opposition to, to recovery. I'm talking about, I'm looking at relationships, man, and it's, it's simple. I'm like resentful, oh, baby mama, like she's controlling, she thinks she's slick, trying to keep me from my homies. <laughs> then in that last column, Jermaine, where did you make your mistake? I'm like, what? What you mean? I'm God's favorite. You're dishonest, Jermaine. You're a manipulator. You use sex as leverage to control women. Oh, maybe that's just me. <laughs> you have fixed ideas that you do not want to let go. Driven by fear. You're a manipulator. You're a triangulator. You're sometimes a cheat. But if I didn't get honest from step one, the inventory, the step eight list, going out in the world, making amends, sponsoring, none of it matters. None of it matters if I don't get honest from the beginning. They say that we beg of you to be thorough from the very start. You know, did I want to write all the inventories? No, I didn't. But the first time going through the 12 steps, I had such a profound experience. I mean, I was like months into this thing with my sponsor, and I look back and what dawned upon me is, Jermaine, the idea of drinking, it never occurred. Like I'm not the, the, the mild or the harder, the moderate or the hard drinker. I'm not the guy that's coming to the social function looking cute with a bottle in my hand. I drink liquor till I'm blurry. My vision is, is impaired. I, don't, I no longer see faces, I see silhouettes and colors of people. And I continue to drink at times especially when I don't want to. Maybe this is just me. I'm going to share something very quickly, right? Um, I had a situation one time where they're going to get my check from work, right? One of these stories. And I said, all I got to do is get the check. I said, I'm going to get paid this much. I'm going to put this much aside. I'm going to pay this bill. I'm going to do this over here. Boom, boom, boom. And I started sipping on someone that calling it, right? I was 30 minutes away from work, caught the bus, started sipping some clank on the dang bus, right? Got the check, went from work, to the check cash in place, from there to my homie's house, never made it home, right? They're partying, I'm drinking cognac, they got the clear, I'm drinking clear, I'm drinking rum, I'm in the kitchen passed out, I come to and I'm hurling, I'm hurling in this kitchen. And it's not sufficient to stop. I've had near-death experiences in the car, people under the influence, it's not sufficient. Almost a crash into a cemetery. It's not sufficient. My mom would sit there, bless her heart. I mean, I got the kind of mom, if I'm gone for three or four days, my mom does not sleep three or four days. And I try to come in, I take my key, and I push the key in the keyway very gently. Somebody's identifying, uh-oh, 
I push the key and the keyway very gently and I turn the lock very slowly and I open the door and there she is. And she asked a million dollar question. Son, what is wrong with you? Today I have an answer. Do you? Do you honestly know what makes you an alcoholic or not? Because if you don't, you will get loaded again. It's inevitable. So I write this inventory, right? I say, well, dang, okay. I've been here about these fifth steps. And I'm like, okay, well, what? Do I really want to read this? And guess what happened? Fear cropped up. After writing a thorough inventory on fear, it cropped up again in my life in the fifth step. And so I'm like, all right. I did it. And when I was reading to this to the sponsor, right? I'm reading this stuff and he's sitting here. I'm nervous, right? And he's like, he's listening, he's quiet. You know, he had a serene layout, it was dope. And I'm sitting here reading and he starts to identify. He was like, all right, okay. And I read some more. And he said, oh, oh, you too, you too. All right, come on. And he read some more and he kissed it. Man, hey, come on, hit me with it. And, and the fear started to recede, right? And so when I left, it wasn't about the fear. It was like, all right, well, my mind told me this. It said, okay, Jermaine, now, now you read this inventory to this man. He's watching for this stuff to crop up in you now. Legit experience I had, right? And so I told myself, well, since now I'm going to watch for these defects of character, right? Now you got to do better. So that helped me curve through my conduct. Then I went to six and seven, right? Which is prayer and seven step, right? I made the eight step list, right? My very first amends ever, and I'll always share this story as much as I can. It did not go in my favor. So if anybody hasn't done any amends yet, check this out. The world does not care that we're getting sober. I hate to be the guy to bring it to you, right? The world does not care that we're in here like, trying to kick after the 12 steps. The world does not care. My first amends did not go in my favor. Only for my past, right? Like you had a child with, right? And I went and I dropped off my, 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 my child and something said, it's time. She was the first amends ever. And I didn't go say, hey, dude, like, I'm sorry because like I harmed you in the past. And like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm doing better. That was not the, that is not an amends. The book gives me some instructions on how to make an amends properly, right? And what I did, I explained to her that I'm, I'm, I was doing some self-development, some introspection, right? Some, some self, like, you know, some self-seeking. And I came up with some, some ugly facts. And I said, based on decisions I made in my conduct, I put you in a place that harmed you and jeopardized your freedom. And I want to know, how do you feel about that? And in my nine steps, man, I don't get to just hear, but I get to be very empathetic to what they, what they experienced. It's a trippy experience when you feel their pain when you feel their pain. And this woman cried. She went in the house and cried. And I'm out there in the driveway like, oh my dude, like, what's up? I'm like, what's going on? My first amends ever. And she came out that house and she kind of like, like, you know, tell me what she got to tell me. And it was something to this effect. Jermaine, I don't know what you think this is, but everybody does not have a 12-step program. And my ego shattered. 
It was crushed because I had expectations on 12 steps. Thank God for the inventory. And I said, man, fuck these amends. I'm done. And when I got in my car, a voice said, are you willing to go to, for, to any length for victory? And I took a deep breath. And I said, yes, I am. And every amend thereafter has been swelled. Every amend thereafter has been swelled. And it's not because I deserve that. It's because I threw myself into this 12-step process. And something happens in the spiritual realm, right? That I cannot produce or manufacture on my own power. Something happens. The universe shifted one degree just for me. Why? I don't know. But it did. And when I make immense people, I'm very honest. I'm very direct. And the majority have said this to me. Man, keep doing what you're doing. Causing direct harm. They say, keep doing what you're doing. And what I've been doing is these 12 steps. So I'm not here because, you know, I'm trying to be popular and look cute in a meeting. I'm here because of my ninth step, mostly. Mostly. Because I've, I've shattered people's homes, literally. I was a career criminal. I've been to homes I've burglarized. I've made a man's public defender. I've done it. And I don't do that with the 12 steps, man. I just don't. When I went out there with a sincere desire to, to, to as someone shared earlier, man, to keep my side of the street clean, man. There was a sincere desire. There was a sincere desire. Something shifting inside of Jermaine, man. I can't even explain it to you. If you have not experienced it, I can never explain it to you to make it for it to make sense. You have to experience these 12 steps. The word experience is in the big book over 80 times. Over 80 times, the word experience is in the big book, over 80 times. And that's not a coincidence. And so what happened in 10 step is the book says I, I gotta continue to watch, right? So I don't, I don't get to just, you know, come around here and say, hey, you know, I'm gonna call you some harm. It's cool, I'll get with you later. The 10 step says I gotta continue to watch for selfishness, for dishonesty, for resentment and fear. That is the main four things that keeps me from living a life on life terms. I have to watch for these things. And the book says when these things crop up, it does not say call my sponsor. It says I have to go to the creator and say, remove this fear now, immediately. And I'm sitting here and I'm getting more discipline out of these, these principles, right? And I'm tripping out because where I come from, no offense to anybody, right? But where I come from, if you call me gay, I'm supposed to do something to you. And I've had that happen in my sobriety from the same person more than one time. I was able to walk away from that. I had people call me direct harm in my recovery, man, and I had to accept it. It's not the answer to all my problems, but acceptance gets me into a solution. I've been fired from a job, man. I was the best employee there. I got fired. I was pissed. But it was a bigger blessing than that when I sat still with it. Because that was my part-time job. I was working seven days a week. I wasn't being a father. I could be with my children. And getting fired allowed me to create space to spend time with my son. See, this is why I need 12 steps. 
because I am the, the victim of my own delusion that I can rest satisfaction out of this world if I only manage them. That's straight from the big book. I am that person 12 years in. I'm still the victim of my own delusion that I can rest satisfaction out of this world if I only manage them. And I go get her and then what happens with her? She ain't sufficient. She's no good for me. She's causing me harm, but I can't let her go, right? Or it's finances, right? There's always something in my life blocking me from what I need to be doing 12 years in. So I have to stay reminded with these principles and these steps, right? And so an 11th step is cool because it says something like this, man, like um, I get to seek God, right? Through prayer and meditation, what's that? I don't know. But what I do know is an experience. I got to at least attempt to pray, meditate to see, to try to see if I'm going to get an answer. That is the cool thing with the 12 steps. It, look, it never fails until I stop trying. It never The steps never fail until I stop trying. To the chronic relapsing. I get it. I relapsed, man. You can relapse way before getting it. That's what got me. I was a chronic relapser, man, because I tried. The 12 steps made it possible. And the book says some crazy stuff like this. The problem has been removed. If tempted, we recoil as if it was a hot flame. So the idea that I get to continue to run to alcohol or any other mind-altering substance to solve my problem that problem gets removed with the 12 steps. If you can attain anything else great out of that, then you're just more blessed than I am, basically. Because the primary purpose of these 12 steps is to expel the obsession, to give yourself a cushion to start working on you so you can learn who you really are. Because the book says stuff like this, the elimination of drinking is only a beginning. There's a much more important demonstration that says of our principles that lies before us in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. So if you're coming to AA and you're like the most popular guy and you're at home beating your wife, I get it. We got a solution for that. It's a solution. It's aligning the steps, right? If you were coming here and like you're the greatest secretary in the world and you're like at work and you're causing calamity, I get it. Because there's one thing you can, you can transmit around here, like an STD, it's called untreated alcoholism, and it's highly contagious. <laughs> oh, trust me, I've been 12 years in, I've, I've, I've seen everything except a literal, a literal fist fight in me, everything else I've seen, literally. It's, it's wild, man. But that's no offense to anybody, man. So I only have a few minutes left, right? So in, in, in closing, man, 12 step is this for me, man. I have to continue to show up. Thank you. I have to continue to show up, right? What was taught to me when I got here is that we have 12 steps. We don't have just 11. I made it in this program because somebody extended their hand to me and they said, welcome. And this man took time out of his life. Literally, he took time out of his life to sit and work with me when I wasn't following directions. When I wasn't doing the assignments, when I was getting distracted by the worldly clamors, he still took time out of his life to work with me. That is the beauty of the 12 steps. 
when you really sit with somebody and watch their light bulb come on and you watch them get this thing, I, I can't explain the feeling that I get from that because it's not me, it's God. And for whatever reason, based where I come from, the demographics, the stats, I should be dead or in prison doing a life sentence for a long stretch based on where I come from, what I've done, seriously. And because I've been taking these 12 steps and I've been rocketing to the fourth dimension of my existence, here's what happened to me. While, during, and after getting recovered, right? I became a better son to my mom, right? A better father, not because I'm perfect, because I strive to always do better, right? I had experienced, man, about three months ago, I had an opportunity, man, my daughter, man, Long story short, she moved in with me. It was unexpected, right? I had savings that got depleted, right? I was stressed out. I'm like, oh my God, baby, every time I go to the store, I'm spending $100, $200. What's going on? You didn't have a job. What, what is this, right? And she did two proms in a whole different state. That was two separate prom dresses, flights back and forth to her to take her. her. She was a senior in high school. My life was just, it, it shifted. And I got a chance to watch her graduate, right? During COVID. And when I tell you, the feeling I had to watch my daughter walk across that stage, man, in her little pretty mask with her pretty dress right in her heels. The feeling I got from that. Because I graduated high school. Within two months, I was in the county jail lockup. And four months later, I was headed upstate to the penitentiary at 18. And my baby's in college. Because you people taught me that if I just stop drinking and that's it, I'll never see that day ever because I would drink again. And I was able to incorporate principles in my life, man, to show up for my daughter at times where I thought I couldn't even do it, man. I'm talking, I went on a trip to West Virginia. I had literally no money. And halfway on my flight to, to West Virginia, I got a refund in one of my credit cards for a rental car. It was like $300. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I'm talking about it was the occurrences that happened and I experienced that I did not produce on my own. But because I did what was right and what was in front of me only, something happened. So again, if you think this thing is about just not drinking, man, page 82 in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous said, we feel a man is unthinking when he says sobriety is enough. Because being sober always pushes me into drinking. If you need to know, I've been sober since August 12, 2009. And that's been uninterrupted when I had experiences that were sufficient to get loaded. I've had one of my kids almost got taken advantage of. That was sufficient. My mom fell and broke her hip in Houston. That was sufficient. Dated a girl that left me and broke my heart. My story, she cheated. The truth is I pushed her out, I pushed her out of my life. That was sufficient. Don't think that 12 years in, the idea doesn't come. It does. It does come. But I have a defense today. The defense of the 12 steps, man. So again, if anybody is new, welcome, please. Don't just come here, Lord, with the intent to recover, right? Recover or die. That is it. The book says there is no middle of the road solution to alcoholism. Either you work these 12 steps or you continue to drink until you, the book says you die or you go permanently insane. What is your choice to be? I don't know. But if you're really more interested in how this thing really works, come hang out with me outside of the news. 
come hang out with me outside of the meetings. And I can show you what this, what this thing has done for me. Um, in closing, seriously, my time should be up. Um, I want to thank my beautiful sister, Kendra, man, for coming out. And that's all I have. Thank you. <laughs>